Good morning. It's uh, December the 16th, 2023, and I'm Robert Edward Booth of 3oaks1.com. I'm here to tell you a few things about what the Divine Spirit is leading me to, and I'm watching transpire. I have to prepare myself for the things that foresight offers. Now, when I think about foresight and my relationship with the very divine spirit, I have to think about what all is included when you get down to who and what and when and why and how and where, right? Who and what and when and why and where. What did I skip? Sometimes I'll miss one of those when I'm telling you, but you get the idea. So when we consider things and answer that question to ourselves, who and where and what and when and why and how, right? So we, we look at it and we answer the question. So in discernment, in discernment, when I discern or when I reason it out or when I double check things, I, I discern and determine what's going on. So I use discernment uh, and, and I, I would love to have that gift and ability enhanced and, and bestowed upon me, so to speak. So I completely believe that with the Roman book, the Bible, which we won't get into some griping, says, being handled by the Romans, you know, I completely believe some of it because of who handled it, who and where and what and when and why and how. So in all the magic that this invisible spirit that the Greek book about the invisible spirit has to offer in the Greek book, you know. So this divine spirit is operating, this divine and mighty and just holy spirit, this sovereign and divine is functioning in everybody's life. So we have this invisible spirit, the divine, and we have the quantum physics studies that they did on quantum energy, quantum energy, and they understand that through testing, science has a half of a cup of divine spirit or invisible spirit. Invisible space, you know, space with nothing in it, has enough power, a half of a cup, enough to boil all the world's oceans. So that's how much power, just as an example of when you think about all power. Now, our relationship with the divine, our relationship you're doing this so the divine is doing this through you. You're doing this so the divine is doing this through you. You know, are, are you working with the divine? Or are you working against the divine? Do you resist the divine? Or are you submissive to the divine? How do you know is that the divine, okay? Just because you feel energy doesn't mean it's divine by itself. This is an important discussion I'm having with you. I'm Robert Edward Booth of 3oaks1.com. You, you not only want to discern that there is something going on, but you want to understand what that is that's going on, where that might be coming from. Where is that energy coming from? The divine, the wholeness, the divine, the great and terrible spirit that they talk about through church. The Asiatics will talk about the yin yang or the Tao. It's spelled Taoism, um, T-A-O-I-S-M, you know, S-M. And they say Tao. That's just the way they hold their top, Tao right? Taoism. So they do what the divine spirit does in a different version of understanding the divine spirit. 
for what purpose and all that's up to who is using the Taoism and for what is best I know of. There may be something that the Taoist has for a certain goal. I, I would have to completely explore that Taoism. But what I'm talking about is the same spirit where they have that yin yang principle. And that's an excellent. I, I won't take nothing away from a Taoist. It's a very it's a very wise practice. I mean, I don't know about where they're going with everything, but as far as their in understanding and a relationship with the divine, the Taoists have my have my ear. You know what I'm saying? Taoism. So what we're doing as fallen Christians, you might call us, but because Christianity is not going to stand if you keep practicing it through Roman Catholics. <laughs> They're a magisterium. They're a magisterium, and and they know how to invoke or evoke. Like you, you, you might not understand those words too good, and, and I'm not exactly real thorough. But I'll try to, you know, use my intellect, what I, I'm gifted with by the divine. I have X amount of intellect, so I'm going to tell you that they invoke spirits. You know, I'm going to invoke a spirit on you, and and that's that's very common in the realm of spirit. Quite often, it's going on. Like they talk about that archetype and that inner witch that's in everybody. You have an inner witch if 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 you awaken that part of you. You know, it's it's in there and it's probably functioning from time to time. But but when you're awakened to it and you're consciously aware of it, you've a thoroughly awakened that inner witch and it's now the inside has come to the outside and you're performing magic you're performing magic if that's what you're called to do if you're not called to do that you're not doing it in alignment with the very divine that that knows you that loves you and wants you to be the best you can be in front of that very divine spirit Okay, it might not be what you expect out of me or me expect out of you. You know what I'm saying? But you have a relationship and a place and a time that the divine is with you fully. And that's where you want to be. A whole and complete relationship with the very divine. Like I said, I felt that energy. So I was trying to get lined up with that energy and I found out that I was in a mess. My analyzation of that is, you know, Everything happens for a purpose. We do we do accept that generally as adults or the leaders or whatever. Everything happens for a reason. But when you get into that who and what and when and why and where and how, you say, but, but did I do something that got me to Did you misinterpret that you were receiving from the very divine spirit when there was some type of an invocation affecting you? Right. Your perception, a lot of things have to do with how you perceive things. So to affect your perception of things has you receiving something from the very divine, but, but your perception being the, the area that is conflicting, you're perceiving wrongfully, right? There's an area there to explore as far as what techniques that they might be trying to use through, you know, the Catholic, you know, Jesuit military, church military. That's you know, underneath the church that all operates, you know, that's a group. So you have to look at what went on back at the early development of the church where they've got theologians that have shown where Apollo was still served, Mithras was still served, and they had rooms underneath the standing Christian churches for elites of their society, the elites like elite militaries and elite politicians and things were worshiping Mithras and Apollo uh, down underneath the church. They were still able to worship and connect like we connect to our God, or at least you do your God. I no longer participate in the Orthodox Christian church. I just won't after what I experienced 
with that church and what I have learned, and, and I'm taking you there, but, but do tell when you receive from the divine spirit what is influencing the divine that you are not only within, but is within you. What is influencing you know, both your perception of what's going on and what the divine is actually doing? Has there been a price paid somewhere? Has there been a sacrifice that puts a bend in the, the light? You know what I mean? Has there been like Jesus's holy sacrifice? Has there been some worthy sacrifice, even if it's not as worthy as Jesus, but it still puts one hell of a bend, you know, and pardon me if it bothers you, but puts one hell of a bend or heck, if you like it better, hell of a bend in, I usually use hell of a bend, I uh, unless there's tender ears going to hear this, I'm just going to put it down in a basic average, you know, most Americans people can deal with a hell of a hell of a bend, you know, hell of a bend in that fishing rod. So they put a nice bend in what the light or what the divine is doing in your life because of the justice that the divine has. The, the divine is great and the divine is terrible. The, the divine is God and, and the devil. When you look at examples and depictions that have been given to humanity, you know, everybody's not religious, but just bear with me and, and look, God and the devil, right? Great and terrible, right? Within the very divine that is, the nucleus, the one who is. Everything has a nucleus, an idea, a beginning, the nucleus of it, the very essence of it, why it is, what it came here for you know, why it exists, the essence of it. it. It has its nucleus, you know, it's, it's core. It's, it's core is like it's nucleus of a cell. And, and in that nucleus becomes the beginning and the end becomes the beginning and the end and the divine in what is being brought forth, the divine in what that nucleus Everything having a nucleus, everything, looking at the cell, right? Whatever that particular entity, okay, you can compare humans or entities, animals or entities, trees or entities, and that chair sitting in front of you is an entity. But deities are, are get talked about, and those words can be changed sometimes, entity or deity. This, this deity, I can refer to as an entity, that entity over there. You know, you're an entity, but you're not a deity, so, but, but I still can call that deity an entity. You see that? So in our relationship with the very divine that is, that is a separate entity, even though it's God, the very divine, it's still a separate entity. So each and every entity that has been created from the very one nucleus, each and every entity that has been created from the very one nucleus, the very essence of our existence, of everything that has been created, of the all, you see, of the all, of everything, the, the nucleus of it, stems forth from God, you see, the God particle. You hear him refer to it, the God particle, the, the, the nucleus, where it all started and came from, right? The very nucleus that the mind of the very divine consciousness, the mind of the very divine consciousness created the beginning and end and knew the beginning and end and then in knowing the beginning and end this creator created entities 
all the things, the thoughts, the feelings, all stemming forth from the one who is. The, the Jews used to speak about the one who is. Even though they practiced a pantheon of gods and had to be rebuked, according to what Bible you have, right or wrong, I'm going to refer to it, had to be rebuked and, and, and you know laws had to be made that you could no longer practice witchcraft. So because they had a pantheon of gods going on and, and utilizing the um, <clears throat> divine in those entities, even though there were some deities, because I told you, a pantheon of gods, deities. There's still entities like me and you. How do they get to be gods and we get to be entities? Well, that's just order. There has to be order, you know. You can earn deityship. You want me to answer that question? You can earn deityship, they say. I, I know that I was told that by a spirit. Um, it, it's something I haven't really reflected on greatly, but in my, if, let me think it out loud for you. In my relationship with the divine, the very divine, the one who is, everything else ain't, everything else ain't, everything else is an illusion created by whom? The divine, the one who is. The pantheon of gods comes forth from, and, and you can include demons and devils, all comes forth from this nucleus, this beginning, right? This beginning that is in everything. There's a beginning and there's an end. There's a nucleus to everything created in the all of things, you see? So you have the entity issue where each is a separate entity. The chair is separate from the from the fish and the fish is separate from the cow, but there's still entities within the one who is. And guess who's within them? The same one who is, right? That original nucleus, right? That original nucleus. Now, if everything has a separate nucleus, if everything has a separate nucleus, let me think it out loud. Everything has a beginning and end. Everything has a nucleus. If everything has that, including the separate entity, the whole complete separate entity of the very divine, which is separate yet is not separate yet is. You see that? Jesus said, I am him, yet I am not, yet I am. I am, but I am not, but I am. So the divine is separate, but yet is not separate, yet is. So you're not the divine, but yet you are, yet you are not. Because the divine goes on without you. If you didn't exist, the divine's still going. You see? So you have a relationship with the divine, and your nucleus is brought forth from the divine as an entity. You see? You see what I'm saying? So to earn deityship, there has to be an evolutionary process, and you evolve from just an entity to earning yourself up to the point of being a deity. I look at what synchronizes when I have thought and a relationship with the divine in my thinking and I'm going with what I'm receiving. You say that, but we don't know that. Do you see what synchronizes in the real world? You know, you know what I'm saying? There's order, right? And then like monarchs or kings used to decide who gets to be moved up in that order, right? Like, you're a good military guy. You work in my stable, right? I'm watching Jack the Giant Slayer, PG show. It's really looking good. 
the, the little kid is Jack. So, suppose he was just a, a page or a, a stable boy, right? For the king, right? But this this stable boy, Jack the Giant Slayer, does for me things when I don't even ask him. I don't even ask him. And Jack has done it for me. I didn't even tell Jack that was going on. And Jack did that for me. Because Jack is listening to the divine in him out there in my stable. And he is feeling it. And he's sensing it and discerning. And he, he's doing things right. Even though Jack came from a poor you know, peasantry. He came from poor peasantry to help in my stable as a king. I saw good things in Jack. I saw really good things in Jack. I decided to make Jack a king. I decided that Jack had what it took to become a king. So I made Jack a, mo a nobleman. I gave Jack a chance to grow in his relationship with the divine and wherever that the divine takes Jack from now on he will be seen as a nobleman that come forth from my kingdom because I I in my wisdom decided to go ahead and grant Jack the position of a nobleman see he went he went from a stable boy because the king saw him you see and, and the divine has order and places kings in position right so I feel safe that there is a way that you can earn your deity ship from a jack to a king, from loneliness to a diamond ring. You played an ace and I, what was the dang song? I had it on my mind this morning. We'll just skip that, that song for now. But you know what I'm saying? From a jack to a king. So you could earn your deityship in your relationship with the very divine. Who? The one who is, right? Everything else ain't. Your, your number one key relationship is with the very divine that is. That one who is in every single thing, you, me, and everything you can think of that's been created, the one who is has brought that forth. And don't 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 block out the fact that that the one who is can bring yet further forth from the wonder of being the mighty creator. And he who giveth can also taketh away. You know what I'm saying? So the one that brought forth everything that we think is here can can take everything that we think is here because it's only here by illusion. By the illusion that it's here, that is sustained by the one who is. The divine consciousness. The one consciousness that is, because everything else ain't. Everything else ain't. Now, you can see it, you can touch it and feel it, but it's as real as the very divine in it means to keep it. And for its own purpose is what I find way before anything you need. Not that divine doesn't love you, but you're better off working with the divine than working against the divine. The thing here lies when you're working with the divine who made sacrifice. Check it out. Who made sacrifice to put that bend in the divine? Because in its just ways, doing no unjust thing that is installed in you is how valuable it is. You know, doing no unjust thing to a lot of people strikes home even if they haven't practiced it. 
that really sounds smart doing no unjust thing. The divine in you recognizes that, you see. So helping you be in a relationship with that divine that's really not going to change a very favorable mentality, if you don't mind, the divine mind, the divine consciousness towards those who do no unjust thing. Sure, there's room for extremities and exceptions to that rule. But as a rule, you're doing no unjust thing. You can feel it down in your soul that that's the best way if you could achieve it to do no unjust thing. So in that non-injustice, if a sacrifice is made and is accepted by the very divine, if a sacrifice is made and is accepted by the very divine, then there's going to be a bend put towards the intentions that that person making the sacrifice that got accepted by who? The divine who is what? Great and terrible, right? Great and terrible. So don't think it comes just from the people that made a sacrifice to bring forth something good. You've got your black magic, your satanics or what have you that don't mind hurting you or me because they want to make gain. Don't give a crap, you know? So if they did that and made a worthy sacrifice to the divine who accepted that, right? Then whatever Ben took place might have you right by the head, right? You're going along, oh, I, I'm being completely obedient to the divine. That's fine. Who, who's got the steering wheel? Who has the steering wheel while you got the divine bent for some sacrifice you made? What am I being obedient to the very divine? You know what I'm saying? If I'm being obedient to the very divine, if you got a bend in it, <coughs> I need to watch out. What? might be influencing the divine. Holy cow. I forgot to consider that when I was discerning what I was doing. Okay, fine. If you know the divine ain't got some crazy bend in it. Okay, here, here's, here's what I got for you on that. The best I can do for you on that is there's, there's this sacrifice that, that my king, and, and I'm not going to force feed that to you if you're listening. My king was Jesus. But I don't go to the Orthodox Church. I'm a Gnostic minister. There's a whole different story to be heard and completely viable. And you know what? After what I've experienced, I'm looking at a whole of that really, really some powerful informations that you better consider. Gnosticism. I'm exploring it for us. And I'll share that with you. But Jesus made a blood sacrifice to the divine. The divine that was purported through this Roman book that you can't verify and you don't really know. So you got to stand there only being able to do all this head work and figure out, did that really happen? That's good, though. You can make that a strength because you were forced to have to do that because the Romans. But if you can still figure out a way you discerned it, you're starting to excel more, more in this, the gift of discernment. Be glad for that side of it. But my king made a blood sacrifice that had been predicted by the prophets of his tribe. They had predicted that this king would come and make a sacrifice. Now, that book got handled by Romans, so I won't just take you down a we know this path. You're going to have to practice discernment. But when you're doing that, be sure to know this. My king did make a blood sacrifice. I feel certain. I believe that. I can't tell you I know that. That's not fair to you. But I believe that. My soul tells me that my king did it. 
that he was called forth to do it, and he did his own discernment to find out why he was doing it and everything. And he got a really good relationship with the very divine. So he finalized that we should serve the light, and he knew what sacrifice he was going to make, a blood sacrifice. And I looked into it because I do shame and witch healer magic. I mean to use shame and witch healer magic, and that might include just a smorgasbord of magical practices that I myself have to be really careful while I try to learn stuff that I can produce miracles for you, right? So in that, I'm trying to work that out and be able to receive my gift so I can heal you. So, but I practice a few things that helps understand magic and blood magic. Blood magic has a lot of power. Some of the blood magic by the looks of packs, blood packs. I've heard people that would say voodoo is the most powerful magic that is turn right around and, and say, well, accept blood pact, accept a blood pact. You know, it's the powerfulest magic that you could have except a blood pact. That was the African-American conversation I heard somewhere. I don't know if it was television or what, but you can look up the details on that. And as many African-Americans that joined the Christian church that came out of the same jungles and things that produced a lot of voodoo and stuff, I would say that that's evidence. What synchronizes? Something spiritual is going on. What factorization can you use? What synchronizes? Like I was saying. So there's a lot of power when you get down to that invisible spirit, being able to half a cup of it, boil all the world's oceans. Just as an example, that's how much they could put it beside a comparison. So I would say that that blood sacrifice was made. Now, as far as worthy sacrifices there's people all over the place practicing sacrificial magic and ceremonial magic and blood magic and you know so there's going to be bends in the very divine's you know directions and things but to be practical without getting down to the pinpoint which can make a big difference sometimes if you can pinpoint and know a, a specific bend and in, in situation like take grace now you know take grace now could be the bend that it takes to bring things into perfection and the almighty mind you the almighty that my king did make a blood sacrifice too his his very life was taken out of him and, and reincarnation according to what reports you know he was resurrected so i believe that kind of power was just describing it so with with the Romans having the book and then, you know, throughout the years, you can look, there were human sacrifices. They sacrificed children, all kinds of stuff for power. Right. So even though those bins can be put in it, even though those bins can be put into it, then you can be assured that the very divine recognizes that and has accepted by the fact that Jesus flew after he was reincarnated and all these stories. Now, whether you know it or not, there's enough of it to, I feel, from my side of it, okay, what I believe, that you can safely assume that his sacrifice was accepted. And his his deliverance to us, what power we could deal with there, he he exemplified, you know, do so in my name, sake, walk along. X amount of that, you're going to have to use discernment, where the Romans got in it, how much bend and everything. But in the end, serve the light. Serve the light, the divine light, the one who is, that power. 
You have to decide where it wants you at and everything, what you're supposed to say or not say. You have to decide that in discernment, that's your relationship. Have you practiced discernment? Do you know your who's and what's and when? Are you feeling something ain't right about this particular divine energy? That's because it's coming from a deity. You know what I'm saying? There's a deity affecting the divine energy. Wait a minute, tomorrow it's different. Well, a different deity operates tomorrow. You got to look through all them witchcraft books. Other than that, I can look at what my king was doing. And, and you know, even if, if you weren't going to be a witch for some reason, and I'm not going to tell you yay or nay, you're going to have to discern that. But in your relationship with the divine, do the right thing that you're on time with what, what the very divine wants you to be. And that you're using discernment to, to keep yourself on tracking up right between your relationship with that divine. Like I said, earn deityship. Well, there's two sides. You know, there's angels and there's devils. So, again, you got to see what synchronizes. And what kind of a deity did you want to be? Your soul. How did you want to condition your relationship with the divine and bring forth what type of spirituality? Are you a god of war? Are you a god or you're an agricultural god? You're like a fertility god. So when you die and go from here, when I want to connect with you, I could build an altar and connect with you because I know that you're like the best farmer I ever knew and everything in your relationship with the divine that was conditioned into your spirit and embedded into your soul. When I, when I, when I in, in evoke, when I evoke, is that right? Evoke, like I invoke a spirit and I evoke, when I evoke information out of the divine in you, when I evoke as far as a, or a difference in invoking a spirit on you, when I evoke information from, from your relationship with the divine, the divine that is in me by having a way to connect to you. So it, 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 you can earn deityship. Because like Jack, like Jack that was in the stable and became a king, look, you were the best at what you did. You are like a god of that. And in your relationship with divine to make you that the best, if I know I need, you might not have ever been nothing in the big, big views of this world. But you know what? My soul knows you and your soul knows me. And I'm listening to my soul today. And the divine is in me and the divine is in you. So in our relationship with the divine, even though those bends and those scary bends going, if you can discern it and you know that you can feel that bend and then you can really pinpoint it, I know that sometimes there's a play to be made. There's a move to be made, wise discernment. So I wouldn't get so embedded in a way that the Roman Catholics handled that I didn't find exception. You know, the, the way I kind of refer to it is sometimes you got to be the devil. There's room for forgiveness, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to be the devil. So you got to use every ounce of the grace. You even got to get outside of grace sometimes because that ain't right. That ain't coming from me. Don't expect me to understand the depth of it. I'm getting out of here. I didn't feel like the completeness of the divine, but I didn't feel like the divine wasn't influenced either. And because of that, I got up out of that place. If I did wrong, the divine spirit knows exactly my thoughts exactly my intentions and knows that because it got so whacked i moved that way that ain't really on a person who is trying to do the best they can about living in front of the very divine spirit something honest you've been handled religions that are messed with and tampered with everything that these nationalists and people that are are serving nation like romans holding the bible nationalism 
you know, ultimately the bends in it for them is to have Rome stand over top in relationships with militaries all around the world. What they're trying to do, they're, they're a warrior tribe. They want their hooks and controls in every situation they can. As many controls for them as least as many for you. You know, controls like a fight. We want to be able to hit here. We want to make this stop here. They go around and have relationships. Bishops have relationships with with leaders. And and there's part of their soul that knows that because all that, you know, they got a big witchery going on. It's like druidic magic. They got necromancy. They got voodoo. They got they got witchery, you know, regular craft work. All come just a mash of stuff coming through the magistrium of the Roman Catholics. I got it all depicted at threeoaks1.com. You got the least four or five deities they're using through a church. Churches have evolved from the word circa, the protective of a witch that, you know, they use the circa so they won't be harmed. So they got the church, which is an evolved level that a circa that you draw on a piece of paper or wherever they do for their witchcraft. It becomes the church itself. The circa evolves into that on a level. That level is still a circa. So they're using that to give you like mass paganism where they deceive you with an illusion you're serving Jesus and God. No, you got Dagon in their hats. You got Eostar being satisfied. The divine in Eostar. And if she got mad, if Eostar got mad at them, they got the circa. They got the circa, which people are also uh, loving the very divine through. So it's kind of like, you know, they got the right elements, elements in theirs. That, you know, your soul tells you that's just the best place to be for now. Well, I'm back. I'm back. And I used to be Jesus. So at threeoaks1.com, you can find out what discernment I've come up with. And I'm doing my best. And yes, I'll listen to you because it is really difficult sometimes. But, you know, if I tell you finally I've made a decision, you better just let me follow my face. Because there's there's a point that I'm just going to have to say that's enough. Batting it around. Let's do this. So right now, I'm working with Odin. I'm working with Odin, you know, Wolton, and the tribe of Dan. And I'm working with them in the realm of spirit, the divine in them, just like you would have the divine in Mithras connect to you through your chakra system. You know your energy centers in your body. You have to look that up wherever you do. Chakra centers, your energy, they connect to that. And they use this to connect you. Like, we're using church to connect you to these deities don't be using anything to connect me to deities that i'm not perfectly familiar with how about that don't don't have any daggons in your hats and any eos stars going that i'm down there having my kids bounce an easter egg around that she's happy about because it honors her and then whatnot and then and even if eostar really disagrees with that catholic church because they're using a circa her evil won't reach them. I'll have you know that over 3,000, roughly 3,000 rapes in recent years have been reported on Catholic priests. You know why? Because their circa is failing. The church is failing. Their circa is failing. And that's why you have, they got busted for, for real estate uh, fraud stuff where they were doing real estate in London, paying for it with church donated money. Yeah, while they have you serving a, a pagan organization that's using a circa or an evolved into a church, uh, you know, from a, from a word or a circa that the witch uses all the way into an evolved form of a circle, which is an actual church. So they're doing that to you, having their, their paganism using a circle where Eostar can be a sweetheart. 
Ishtar, Ishtar, that's Jesus's wife, ultimately, you know, as far as that soul, you got to go way through the dimensions or, you know, levels. So, but ultimately, Inanna, you know, that, that is still Ishtar, Ishtar, that is the same God, you know what I'm saying? Coming through, you know, manifesting here in different forms, like that cosmic egg has that culture receiving her that way. And over here, she's Ishtar over here, she's Ishtar over there, she's Ashtar over there, you know, different names, but it's the same uh, God reaching down to humanity with, with you know, agricultural ways, you know, fertility goddess, how to raise children, things like that. So they got the good side, the power of her, and they're using it, but they're not willing for her to smite them. So they got a circa around it that we worship ultimately the divine at a really high form of worship for the divine through Jesus. And they got him trapped in their circa that even if Jesus was mad with them guys, the, the magic that's being used is, is supposed to protect them from any evil that comes forth. You know, wraith, anything that you can associate with evil. They got themselves protected using the uh, church, an evolved form of a circle that you would make out of stones or whatever and get in there and, and you know, uh, summon spirits and things. So they got all that going on using voodoo on you. I can just go all day. But. Before you join them, join me at threeoaks1.com. So resurrect, resurrect the heathen army. Resurrect the heathen army. You said that doesn't sound good. That's all right. It's going to sound good. It's the tribe of Dan. It's the Danites. They got kicked out of the tribe. They got kicked out of the tribe because Odin does not like the God of the Christian church. He's evil, number one. Number one, Jehovah Adonai is evil. He's the evil demiurge. He's the evil demiurge that in Gnosis, someday an enlightened man will come and take down. I am that enlightened man. I know about a blood pack being more powerful than voodoo. I know about Jesus' sacrifice being a blood pack. And I'm telling you, Odin knows that in Valhalla, they've been waiting on me. And the tribe of Dan will know and come forth if I can get that resurrection to go. And I hope and I dream that, that what's being conveyed to me, I hope it. And there's so much hope that they will be resurrected. And the tribe of Dan, the heathen army, will come and serve alongside me. And I hope with you too, because we're not having them have them be pagans using the church that, that we get our high respect for the very divine cloaking that we're all innocent just service of jesus when you really got a pagan operation that you're killing other pagans from and their children so odin is willing to help me i believe he is i feel and talk to him and stuff in the realm of spirit connecting to him he's my family rollo was my my grandfather uh catherine de montfort ca came from the swedish kings odin and ragnar she came from that area and she's married into my booth family so I'm saying they didn't keep records on so many people. So if her records are kept and she's a lady, Lady Catherine de Montfort, then there's a good chance she's attached to Odin. I might be even his bloodline. So I'm trying to put that all together for us. But in the meantime, you know, help me resurrect the heathen army. Help me resurrect the heathen army. Let's get a whole lot of love for those guys. Valhalla. And we can get that kind of energy going. And look, we'll bring forth the tribe of Dan. Resurrect a heathen army in our lives. And let's resist that Catholic church, even if they kill us. But I'll tell you what, you're better off. For the light has shown me, and that's who I serve. And for the light has shown me, and you don't serve the light, then you must not love the light. If you don't love the light, you're eventually going to be overthrown by darkness. We're not. The tribe of Dan and Robert Edward Booth are not. And we're not going to let 3,000 rapes happen through the church system while their circa fails. 
If their circa fails, the deities they're messing with have an evil side to them too and mean to make them pay. So it's getting through their circle. Their church is failing. Their circa is failing. And that is a mistake a witch does not want to happen. So while they deal with their mess, let's be on the other end and jump in and whoop whoever it was that ever brought that crap onto your people and your children had all them 3,000 children raped. How about if it was you, Golden Rule? What if you was one of the run raped by your preacher? I say we put the heathen uh, army back together and make sure that they don't ever, ever rape your children, have your wives uh, prostituting under some illusion, and have children coming out of them. They end up on drugs in the street as prostitutes because of the evil that's coming past the church through their crap. But they don't care if you live or die as long as they get to stand over this world with connections that won't quit. Well, they'll quit when they see what's coming at them. I'm Robert Edward Booth. In the name of Mashiach Yahushua, his blood and all the power it is. Resurrect the heathen army. Peace. Hey, and, and give Wu-Tan your love because he loves you too. Peace.